Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis. Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I am so thankful that you showed up here today. It is so important that you uh, dedicate your time, you know, some of your time to winning. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about um, today. So if this is the first time you're listening, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. And if it's some uh, your 100th or 500th, I don't even know how many shows we have over nine years. But if it's that many times, thank you again for listening in. And as a reminder, all the time. Please pay it forward. Share it with your referral partners. This is not simply for mortgage loan officers, but for real estate agents and real estate investors as well. So pay it forward. We have a lot of topics that we talk about, everything from mindset to the mechanics so that you can create the momentum in your business. So with that said, I would love to introduce my guest today, Brian Covey. And uh, so welcome to the show. I'm going to, I'm actually not even going to go over your, your bio because we're going to pick pieces of it out, but Brian, welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jen. And I love that better because the bio sometimes like you can look it up. We'll jam. We're just going to have a great conversation, <laughs> right. add some value into people's lives. Yeah, I, I love it. So um, one thing that we do have to tell everyone is that you are an executive with Loan Depot and um, you are, have a top rated podcast yourself called Finding Your Competitive Edge. So we'll make sure that we have the link in our show notes so that everyone can get, go over and subscribe to you and continue to listen to even more. Um, but I really want to talk to you about your past and how it brought you here to this future. So tell us about your involvement in the mortgage space. Oh, yeah. So probably like all of us, you know, I dreamed of being a mortgage originator, like I mean, <laughs> as a five-year-old, right? I remember, right. no, um, <laughs> but let's be real. None of us really know, okay, how did we get into mortgage? What was our story? We all have these cool stories. Mine was really birthed out of when I was playing college soccer. I had some friends that their parents were in financial services. So I thought, well, I'll learn accounting. I'll learn marketing. I'll learn all that. Great. Well, I get done playing college soccer. I go play a little bit professionally. And lo and behold, I need to go get a job. I decide I'm not going to play anymore. I'm going to go enter the job market. I have no skills. I'm a coach. I played a lot of sports. No one's going to hire me. I go to a career fair. There happens to be one company there, um, Wells Fargo Financial. We train athletes. We pay commission. We do. We're going to teach you. So I learned credit income assets from a very, very early part and cold calling. Like we would call a hundred people a day. 
I tell this story often, Jen, is like, you know, those furniture financing commercials yeah. you see, no payments, yeah. no interest for five years. Right. That was us. Like we were approving people. Well, fast forward, um, I got engaged to my now wife and married 20 years um, this last year. And we wanted to buy a house. And I'm sure like everybody listening at some point, you bought your first house. Our experience probably was like yours. It wasn't good. Um, we had a lot of questions. We didn't understand the process. I didn't feel like the communication. I'm like, well, I can do this better, right? So I'm, I see a problem and I'm like, I know enough about credit income assets. I'm doing all these other loans over here. How hard can mortgage be? So I remember my new manager, I go to meet with him. He's like, I'll give you 2000 bucks a month for two months, right? Like just come right. over here, full commission. I bet on myself and I look back, I'm like, there's a problem. I see something that can be better. I know people that are selling homes. I know real estate agents. I know my friends are going to buy homes like me and they don't want to go through what I went through. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go try this, right? Like if I don't do it now, when will I do it? So then from there, you know, 20 years later, I've been fortunate to run branches, originate for a long time. Um, I just recently moved um, over to Revolution Mortgage. So probably just hot off the press in the last 30 days, moved over as the EVP of strategy and growth. And so I was at LD for almost five years, had an amazing career at Wells. And then I got to work at Movement, all great companies. I think that really set me up for this next stage in my career at Revolution. So that's, that's where I am now. And I'm serving, building, coaching, doing a lot of things that I've learned over the years to help people that you know, they want that competitive edge, right? They want to know, how do I get from here to here? If I'm 10 million, I want to do 50 million. If I'm a hundred million, but I want a billion dollar team. That's my passion. It all, it all came from sports. So uh, I'm one of those mortgage junkies. I tell everybody's 22 years and I love it. <laughs> I know. Well, I'll tell you what it's, uh, let's see what today was today, January 6th, while we're, we're filming this. Right. And, uh, March 1st will be 40 years as a junkie in this business. <laughs> we're crazy, right? Okay. But, yeah. but we, we, we're such a unique industry. I tell everyone, go try to find anywhere else that you can get to do what we do with the people we get to do it with. Like, I, I think it's, yeah. You won't find it. You know, it's interesting that you bring up that point because, you know, let's talk about what's happening in the market now. You know, I'm speaking at an event next week where, uh, you know, they said, what's your topic going to be? And I said, it's all going to be about optimism because um, that's, you know, and, and again, that's that's something that as an athlete myself, you know, that we look at is optimistic approach to it. And I can I can feel that and sense that from all the words that you're using, you know, and saying, hey, look, I'm just moving forward. I, you know, we, we, we're not looking at how do I thrive in this business, but how do I serve? I mean, not how I survive, but how do I thrive in this business? And, um, and I think that that's what, you know, is what is what is needed that mindset. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Um, especially now, you know, I, I've been a hundred million dollar producer for many, many years, you know, when I was in the top 200, I'm no longer producing, you know, so that's fine. But, you know, that is, uh, you know, the, the mindset of a top producer, the mindset of someone who, uh, you know, just doesn't see it's, it's a blue ocean strategy, not the red ocean strategy. Right. Uh, so let's talk about that. How, how do we, what advice do you have, or what, what do you want to say to people that are now saying, you know, I had my best year ever because the market gave it to me during COVID. And now I just had the worst year ever. And I don't know if I want to stay in the business. I don't know what I want to do. What do you say to those people to continue to have that optimism moving forward? What are some of the mindset strategies you you talk about as it relates to being, um, you know, that athletic mindset? I love this question because um, I think I'm uniquely equipped to it from my sports days and what I've been through. And obviously you've seen this, Jen, like 
in your 40 years, like what you've seen here, what, what I would start with is perspective is everything. Yeah. Perspective is everything. Mm -hmm. If you look back at 2021, you could ask originators in the business, tell me about 2021. Some of them had their best years of their absolute career. Mm -hmm. Some of them dealing with COVID, other things, maybe they changed companies. Maybe they didn't have a great year. The same could be said in 2022. You know, I met with someone yesterday that's looking to join our organization that they were flat 2021 to 2022. They did a yeah. hundred million in both years, hundred million. So not a small feat at right. all, as you know, right. like those of us that have done those numbers, you know, the amount of customers in the amount of realtors. And you also know the fall off and the conversion that didn't happen. You know, all of that. It was interesting to hear their perspective of, man, 2022 was a great year. And I would challenge you to think about, they made a choice. They could have picked a part, which by the way, in their same conversation, a few minutes later, they go, man, I probably lost 20 or 30 million due to this or that. We all had it happen. Mm -hmm. You might go, man, my market shrunk by 50, 60%. Whatever happened, you can choose to say, okay, that's what really made me successful or not. And you have to subscribe to this. I'm here to tell you, if you say that, the market hurt you in 2022, then you also have to own the flip side of the coin, which is 2021 gave you your best year. Yeah. If, if that's how you're going to ride, you need to own both of those. Yeah. I would challenge you though, to think about what if, just, just what if you could control your years better, meaning that you had the right mindset. So coming into this year, I'll give you a couple of things I'm doing. So we'll get into the tactics of one thing that I've already written out is I have absolute clarity of the things I control within the goals and what I want to achieve. Absolute clarity mm -hmm. of what it's going to look like in a day, what my week's going to look like, what my months are going to look like. Now, how I'm disciplined in the accountability factor is every Sunday night, I have a routine. I go through my calendar. Do I have the right appointments? Who am I meeting with? Do I have enough calls scheduled? What's my production look like? Who are the people in my role that I'm recruiting, bringing on? Where are we at in the stages? What part of the process are they in? It's the same for you working with real estate agents or you're working with customers. Where are they in the process? Look, our job is to get more conversations and to convert more. Keep it yeah. simple. The other piece I'll tell you that I'm huge on this year that you control, we all control it, is my social media feed because I believe you need to be on social. That's where business is happening a lot. Not all of it, but a lot happens there. I have eliminated and deleted and defriended a bunch of people that I don't want to hear about politics. I don't want to hear about all the negative stuff. I want people that believe what I believe, which is 2023 could be our best year it, it, for all of us listening. It could be. So I have curated my feed. I want to see positive people. I want to see people that challenge me. I want to see people that are sharing value. So if you do those things, look, I just keep it really simple. I just cut through the fluff. You'll probably learn that about these. That's what I'm doing today. There's a lot of other things that I'm doing we could get into. I work out in the morning and all these routines. That's awesome. But take those two things of, do you have clarity of where you are and where you want to be and those goals? The yep. second part is how you show up. Look, people are spending about three hours sometimes on social. If it's not the right type of engagement and feed, you will lose the game to someone that gets on there less time or has a better, better feed of people that are investing in them. So that, that's what I'm doing. I'm sure we could dig into it more, but Jen, that, that's how you win. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, it's interesting when you said you were you were saying, uh, you know, people spend three hours on social media. I actually thought you were going to go in the direction of people are spending three hours in their job and then wondering why they're not successful. That you too. Know? 
Because that's actually where I thought you were going to go, because what happens when you have that defeatist sort of attitude that some people have right now um, is, and I'm talking about those that are, you know, striving in this, in this environment um, is, you know, there's not much going on. There's no, nothing. It's very quiet. It's all this. Well, you know, what I've been talking about lately is, you know, don't hibernate focus to accelerate. You know, this is not the time to hibernate. We have a lot of self-selected people that are leaving the industry, both on the real estate side and on the mortgage side. And people are being orphaned. This is the time to be in there. That's what you're, you want to be there to adopt them and adopt their business and adopt their, their mortgage. You know, this is the time to be doing that. So um, I love that. I want to talk about, and I, I love that you said perspective, you know, it's something we need to be the voice of reason in recession and inflation and the feds and rates. We need to be that kind of person. So rather than being in a position of waiting for rates to go down, waiting for more buyers to come out, waiting for realtors to make more money so I can make more money, waiting for um, inflation to drop, right? Uh, waiting, waiting, waiting. And this is where I feel like a lot of people are. You're, you're talking about getting out there and, you know, creating opportunities for yourself. So let's talk about, um, specifically what you've seen in your career as, as to some characteristics of top producers. One of the things that I picked up from you immediately, and I talk about this quite frequently is, um, top producers, know their numbers inside out and backwards. And I will say that that's the one character, I want you to just validate that and I'm sure you will. Um, but you know, when you talk to someone and you say, well, what's your conversion ratio? I don't know. What's your average loan amount? Uh, between 250 and 300, that's, there you go. That's the sign. Even if you said to me, what is your average loan amount? And it's 350, I already know you're wrong because that's not your average. I've, I've been in the business too long to know that nobody has an average with ending in zeros. It just doesn't happen. How much of your business was purchased versus refi? Oh, 80% versus 20. You're wrong. So, so give us some characteristics um, of top producers that you've seen in your career and that um, would be in, including your own characteristics. You've already mentioned a few of them. I know what I can control, but what are some characteristics that you see for people that are going to make this happen in these soaring 20s? Oh. I love this. So, so we'll, we'll start with that. Cause I think you, you nailed, know your numbers. I think about Marcus Lemonis, right? Anybody that watches the profit. I love that show. Mm -hmm. And he'll go into businesses and he's like, you can tell when people don't know their numbers. So yeah. do you want to be that business owner that imagine if Marcus is walking in, he's meeting you and he's looking at your business and you are running a business. I don't care if you work for a big retail box, you're a broker, you're in correspondent, you work for a bank, you are running a business. So yeah. as soon as you adopt that mindset, let's move forward. Let's talk about what we can do is you do need to know your numbers. And I love what you said. And I will ask people those same questions of what's your average loan amount? What's your product mix? Let's talk about your real estate agents as well. Let's go into that world of after you move out of your numbers, let's move into our referrals. Where did they come from? Okay, if I worked with Jen last year, did Jen sell 50 homes or 100 homes on the buy side? How many did I get? How many were cash? Have you done an actual SWOT analysis like we all have learned and heard about? Yeah. You know where your business is. Mm -hmm. It was a statistic that, I still hold true. I think it's true today because it's been true in my business. The number one lender is typically going to get anywhere from 60 to 70% of the referrals of that agent. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the number one lender. Yep. Are you the number one lender or are you number two, three, or four that's fighting over the scraps of the 30 or 40%? Well, look, I want to be number one. So I need to quickly determine if I'm working with 20 agents, 30 agents, however many it is, how many of those are my number one? 
how many of those have a high likelihood that I could be number one, right? Because that'll increase my business. And then who are the ones that I am number one that I need to validate to stay there? And then I need a group that maybe I'm not there, but I want to be. I, I know I'm not even number one or number two. That's where your prospecting becomes fun. And so I would move that into number two. What you need to get great at is what most of us avoid. You need to be phenomenal at sales and not sales in the sense of, I'm going to manipulate you or sell you to do no. something you don't want to do. No, you need to be phenomenal at communication, phenomenal mm -hmm. at listening. You need to understand what the needs are that are shared and not shared. And what yeah. I would tell you is I go back to process. This is where I've struggled my own career. So I'll share it with you guys so you can learn what yeah. I've been going through is I haven't always had the best process. Like if I was a great listener or I could present something well, that's great. But guess what? If you don't have a defined process of I'm going to start here, the next step's going to be this, the next step's going to be that. Mm -hmm. How many times have you left a meeting with a great real estate agent and you're like, hey, that was awesome. Talk to you later. Send me your next deal. What? Crickets. No, there needs to be a follow-up, right? Like what is the defined next step, the date, the time, all of those things that'll happen. I think number two is sales. And then moving to number three, you need to be a phenomenal, what, what I would call is a digital marketer is what, what I frame it as. And digital doesn't always mean online because you're going to meet in person. But if you're not showing up on social media today, I do think you're going to be losing so much business you never even got a chance at. Yeah. Like it's just, guys, it's true. If you're only playing the game of calling by the phone, meeting in person, you're missing out. And how I know it to be true is I haven't originated alone in several years and I will probably get two to three loan level referrals, like mortgage questions yeah. yeah, because I'm on social media and they come through my DMs because I show up. So I would say if you do those three things really well, there are other things with it. But again, I like to keep it simple. If you got great at those three, what could your business look like? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. You know, one of the things I was, I just had a three day event, uh, you know, the last three days. And one of the things that, you know, I talk about is ex ex expertise, right. Being an expert and then getting exposure, you know, empowerment, right. And then engagement. And one of the things that, that I learned in that, and so I want to be real clear on this because I know what you're talking about, but I want to make sure everyone hears this is that, being an expert is not being an expert of the mechanical pieces of being an expert. This is, you know, well, I know my stuff. I know my loans. I know guidelines. I know, I know how to, hopefully you know how to run numbers, actual numbers and not rely on a computer to do it. Um, hopefully you can run real numbers uh, that you understand what time value of money is that you can do blended rate that you can, you know, talk to someone about an adjustable rate mortgage, you know, cause we haven't had to do that for 20 years. Um, but hopefully you're a steward of that part of it, but that's not making you an expert. What makes you an expert is your influence and your market exposure. And that's what you're talking about is elevating yourself so that when you make those phone calls, they know they already know you before you've walked through the door. And that is, that's what you're talking about here. Correct. Am I, am I correct in making that assumption, Brian? hundred percent. So I'll give you a quote that changed a belief of mine. Cause I think I've shared this before, but I think, beliefs will basically move you forward into your actions. Your actions become your habits, right? So there's a cycle that happens there and most people miss it. Grant Cardone shared this. So most people know Grant yep, and I he do. shared best known, best yep. known beats best. And I remember being there and I was like, what do you mean by that? Like talk to me, I guys, you're in financial it. services, you're in mortgage, you're in you know, insurance, whatever you're in. He goes, the best known is going to get a seat at the table. They're going to get a phone call from the realtor customer. Yep. You might actually be the lowest rate, the best at structuring self-employed deals. You might understand products, programs better than anyone. Like you were saying, Jen, but guess what? What if they call me first 
you might actually be better at some of the things that I'm at, but I got the phone call and yeah. I know how to convert. Yeah. You're not even getting a chance. So that's why, that's why I love you frame that up is best known right now is beating best because customers go online. They are checking you out. And if yeah. they know you like you and trust you from what they see there, your conversion now skyrockets. Yeah. Because if you're not in that game, yeah. good luck. Because yeah. those and of us I, that are in the game, yeah. good luck. And, and I, I totally agree with that. I, you know, um, I'm part of Elena's uh, mastermind, women's mastermind, you know, Elena Cardone. So I get a lot oh, of yeah. grant. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I totally believe that, you know, we had this conversation about, I just, I'm making 40 phone calls a day and it subscribes to a couple of different strategies, you know, for being in this business. I'm making 40 phone calls every day, but imagine if you made those 40 phone calls, if you were well-known, you know, and, and this is something it's not, it's not who, you know, it, who it's who knows you and that comes from les brown yes. right it's not who you know but who knows you there's a big difference and and we're talking about that same thing here and i i cannot stress enough you know uh to people is that this this being a secret loan officer being a secret agent doesn't work it just doesn't work and if you're one of the people that are listening and saying you know if they only knew who i was they would know how good i am this is your wake up call. They do need to know who you are. Right? I think, I think so that true. speaks volumes. And I, yeah. Well, and you, you nailed it. a lot of people are waiting for someone else to come along. Mm -hmm. You're waiting for someone else to do the marketing in your team. You're waiting for something to happen to where a customer gives you a great review and you're waiting. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Like, I, I'm being dead serious. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Let's be real. We all have limiting beliefs and I could talk to you about that all day, yeah, yeah. but here's what I know in five years of showing up on video and writing blogs and doing podcasts, showing up to events, going and doing all these things that is modern day prospecting. It and is. so when I made a move and I left a company, I was at five years, I've been here 30 days. I will just tell you, if you're questioning this at all, I will just tell you straight up real numbers. We probably have over $3 billion, close to $5 billion of people that are not just interested, like they're having real conversations, coming to visit headquarters, spending time with me. If you don't think this works, because I'm living proof, I'm nobody special. Like I just followed a blueprint. Like, I just showed up and said, man, I like to win. So I'm yeah. gonna show up because if I don't show up, I don't even get a chance to win. So yeah. I tell you that, so you have real yeah. validation of your question. You could do that with real estate agents. You could do that with your database. There's so many ways you could then do it. So don't think, Oh, that's just because you're recruiting loan officers. Well, no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's business. Nothing it's strategy. It. Yeah. It's leaning in versus leaning back. And I think so many people get, you know, and I hate to say the word lazy, but I, I, it's not even a laziness. I think it becomes a habit. It's a, it's a DNA that's been passed down from, you know, some lackluster manager producers that say, you know, this is how you should do it. And so when someone comes in and says, look, this is how we just rock it all the time. Um, you know, there's, there is a limiting belief. There has to be something that is trained and educated. And that's why I say mindset plus mechanics is momentum. There's so much mindset in what, what we do and we have to get out of our own way, you know, to see all the beautiful possibilities that are here now, you know, in today's environment. So 
let's talk about that for just, I, I want to talk about something else just for a minute here. And you'll, you notice you're noticing, uh, you know, so if you're all watching this, you have, to, if you're listening, you got to go watch it, but I, I take notes while I'm, I'm talking on these um, calls because I have, you know, follow-up questions. Let's talk about personal branding and differentiation. This is something that I see that loan officers have a big issue with. I, I, um, you know, I'm speaking about this three-day event that I just did again, because, uh, you know, I was talking about how do you differentiate yourself? How do you go from being a brown paper bag, which nobody really understands what's in there, to being a Tiffany's box? Um, and if you're a man and you're like, I don't really resonate with Tiffany's box, then, okay, it's the high-end golf something, you know, Um and I, and I think that, you know, so here I had all this conversation about differentiating yourself and I, out of the blue, and I love doing this, you know, in a group of, you know, tons of people saying, Hey, so let me just pop this one person up here. And let me ask you this question, Brian. Hi, I'm Jen. What do you do? Oh, I love these Jen. So number one, thank you for <laughs> connecting with me because I want to connect with you. You um, probably asked that for a specific reason. Do you mind if I ask, why, why do you ask? Yeah, well, we're here networking together, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out what everybody does, you know, I want trying to connect with some people. So I'm just trying to figure out what do you do? I love it. Jen, I grew up in Memphis and I don't know if you, if you know Memphis, Tennessee, but kind of a rough area that's there. And both my mom and my dad worked and they would fight to get me to soccer practices because that that's how we would have to get places. And when they both would work, I remember thinking back to what they would allow me the opportunity by working two jobs and to get to go play soccer. And from that, I got to go get college paid for, got all of that experience and everything was there. And then from there, I realized through all that, I love team competition. I love connecting up with great people that have like that energy that's there. And Jen, I tell you that story because today, the reason why I'm in the mortgage business is it's competitive. I get to help people and serve. I get to be on a great team. And why I show up every day and what I love to do is to help people reach their financial goals. One of those pillars and cornerstones is through home ownership. Whether that's investing, first time you're buying a home. And so I take that sports background and all the sacrifices my parents made and knowing how important the home was, how do I deliver that today? And so I'm looking to work with and connect with people that want to make a difference in the world beyond just what we do in our job. So that's who I am. And thank you for asking. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm, I'm glad. And, and I knew I could put you on the spot because if you asked me that question, right. And to typical, I'll just be a typical loan officer. That's I, <laughs> I'm not going to answer the way I would answer too. But if you just asked me that question, um, and this happened several times over the last three days after I had a conversation about differentiating and I said, what do you do? And they said, I'm a mortgage loan officer. <laughs> you know? They just jumped right back into it. And so let's talk about this. Yeah. Notice that he didn't say what his destination was, what his title was. Nobody cares about that. As soon as you say that you're a real estate agent, I'm a mortgage loan officer, I'm a I'm a home and more home mortgage advisor, mortgage advisor, or a certified mortgage planner, whatever you want to call your title. As soon as you say that, people develop a wall that comes up and they stereotype you. And the response is, and we've all experienced this, is the drop of the shoulders, it goes, oh, my credit's terrible. Oh, it must be tough with rates being high today. <laughs> and you've allowed for them to have that stereotype to put you into the category of just being a commodity. Mm -hmm. 
So what do you say to people, Brian, who are, you know, today's market, it is very competitive, but it's also a perfect time because of the self-selection of people leaving the industry. It's a perfect time to hone in on this skill of answering that question. How do you guide them through answering that question from your perspective? The version I gave you is a longer version that works in certain specific things, right? So I'm going to give you this as like, I told her, I was like, find what works for you. If yeah. I was out at a networking event and it was shorter and sweeter and Jen had asked me that, I might've given her one, one line answer of, I help people achieve financial freedom through home ownership. Perfect. Perfect. Boom. Like, I didn't say I'm a mortgage originator. Am I? And they, then they're curious, are you originator? Do you sell real estate? They start <laughs> asking you questions. Yeah. And that's where typically it'll go to, man, well, how's the market? I'm like, man, I love that question. I get asked that a lot. Jen, why do, why do you ask? You probably have, um, are you in the market today? Why do you ask? Yeah. Or do you have, you know, what are your rates? That's one yeah, of the first ask, things realtor has, right? It's like, uh-huh. So how do you say that? I, I, I do a funny one. Cause for me, I, it's my personality. I go, man, the rates have been crazy. Haven't they? So you're probably looking at rates like I am every day. And I even use the same one. Cause again, simplicity. Why do you ask? There's the question. That's the main thing, you know, especially with realtors, right? When have you ever been in a situation where you're presenting in a group and you say, Hey, you know, you're presenting about building their business plan or social media or whatever. And you say, Hey, do you have any questions? What's the first question? What are your rates? What are your rates? <laughs> and you're like, and I will tell you, I've used this. So this is not from like Brian go, man, you should just try this. No, I've used this so much. And it might sound weird on the, on, on the podcast stuff. But when you're with somebody and you have the right inflection and stuff and they ask you, and I will tell you, I was asked that yesterday from someone and I will ask them, Hey, thanks for asking. And I will even joke with them. If it's someone I know, like, haven't the rates been crazy over the last few years? I'll say, Hey, you probably have got a reason why you asked me about the rates. What what do you really want to know? Yeah. Yeah. I may have it more conversational like that because what I'm trying to get to is the next level of, and they go, Oh, well, I want to know where rates are because I'm looking to buy a second home or Hey, my, my spouse and I were thinking about refinancing or we want to buy an investment property or I had a client ask me. Yeah. Cool. Most people just don't know what to ask. So they go, what's your rate? Right. That, well, and again, that's DNA that's passed down from generation to generation from realtors that just call and ask what the rate is. And we have to educate people on understanding why. And, uh, you know, especially, especially when a real estate agent asks you, what's the rate it's, it really, and I'm, and I'm just going to give a quick you know, response here. And I would never do it in this tonality either. It's like, do you have a client? Why are you asking? Because why are, do you have a client or is this something that you've just been habitually asking because that's what you were told to talk to real t- loan officers about. So we have to re-educate them. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with Great us one. because these are things that that um I think that we've lost in sales. And this is the sales part of it that you're talking about. This isn't hurting people and being those. This is consultative sailing, selling and or Socratic sailing, right? Where we're asking yeah. questions, assessing needs and wants and figuring out what do they truly want that that's the reason that they're asking the question. And so that's many right. uh, people just don't have those basic skills to be able to respond to it. And I think that's what keeps them hibernated. That's a, I love what you said there about if it was a real estate agent or, or someone different, right? Cause you need to assess the situation. If they ask you that, I love your response there. And that's one we've used similar is, Hey, do you have a client you want me to run something specific for? Yeah. It's not, it's not aggressive back to them. Like, well, 
well, my rates, like they range from this to this. I've heard people say that. I'm like, if someone told me that, I'd be like, so if I'm buying something over here and it ranges from this to this, like it's kind of weird. Why not just ask the question you really want to ask, which is, hey, do you have a specific client that you'd like me to run a scenario for? Mm -hmm. Guys, yeah. if they say, no, I don't, I'm just curious about where rates are. Let's say, hey, let's take a look at that together. You know, they move around. What do you want to look at? Right? Yeah. Like, I'm always trying to lead with a question because what you're thinking about in sales is what do they really want to know? That's what I want to answer. Yeah. If you just stop at the first question. It is so surface level. Right. Well, and oh. you know, where do you think rates are going? That's probably one of the, <laughs> one of those questions that it drives me crazy when I hear people say, uh, and, and, you know, and especially with all my coaching students, I'm like, for God's sakes, take this out of your vocabulary. You know, where, where do you think rates are going to go? Well, if I knew where rates were going to go and I had a crystal ball, I'd be on a beach. <laughs> and I still hear that from people. I still hear that from people. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how so many of these comebacks, I'm going to call them a comeback because it's not really overcoming an objection or anything. It's a comeback uh, yeah. <laughs> that have been passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. It's, We're it's disrupt absolutely, those. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, it would probably be good for, we should probably put a book together of, you know, the comebacks that, and the, and then the real, the comeback and then the real response. You know? yeah, That's a large part of what you do. And I know I do every day is like help people that have been taught bad information. Yeah. Yeah. And how do, how do you unlearn what you've learned? Because there was yeah. good intention. Maybe it worked at some point, but when I say sales, most people have a framework, what they think that is. I would invite you um, to, to really study up on what modern day sales looks like. And there are some great books and things out there, but and if you're consultative and you're really trying to help people and you're showing up to solve problems, you're your winning. whole world will change. Yeah, and, and you're then, winning the day. Yeah. You're winning the day. So Brian, what what if you are starting off in the business and, and this we'll ask this and then I'm going to ask the higher level question of this. But if you are starting off in the mortgage business right now, what would you be doing this year if you didn't know everything you know now? You know, I know, I know you have that perspective. So you're like, oh, okay, so here are the things, sure, but, yeah. but because you know, things now, what would you be telling everyone? Look, this is what I did wrong. And this is what I would change. And here's what I would recommend you would do. If I was new and I look back to my, my trajectory and I even look at new people that have started over the last five years, like what was some of the key ingredients of success? Leadership, yeah. who, who you surround yourself with. And I'm going to be very specific. It's internal and external. You, you need an internal great leadership team that believes what you believe. They believe in training. They're going to support you. When you make mistakes, they're going to coach, give you feedback, like all those things that matter. You also need an external coach. That's what I would have done sooner yeah. in my career mm -hmm. that I did later. I had mentors, right? Like coming up, I had the Todd Duncan disc, right? And listen to yeah, Barry. We all, we all watched everything. Yeah. Yeah. We all did that stuff. Yeah. But I do look like those are key ingredients that those don't ever go out of style. And so I'd make sure your internal leadership is phenomenal. They're engaged. They support you. They're educating. They're doing what they talk about. They're not in some, you know, white house over here and they're not even connected to you at all. Externally, you need to invest. And I've used a rule of thumb of 10% of my gross income. I want to reinvest back in myself. So wherever you are in your business, use yeah. that as a guiding strategy for you. So I'd say that would be number one. Number two, getting into the tactics is relationship capital is going to matter. Yes. Depending on where you are, how many relationships you have, 
you all know people. Like I think about when I go to church or my kids are playing in a, in a sport or someone there where they go to school, when I go to the gym, my favorite restaurant, like all of these places, I would stop and make a list and I would try to get to a hundred today because the reality is out of the hundred, maybe you find 10 or 15 that are actually going to meet with you, talk with you that have a chance of going somewhere. Let's just be real. If you're yeah. new, you're going to have to become known. So I would start there and rank them in the ABC. Like A is they're going to meet with me. They'll answer my text, they'll answer my call. And by the way, they also sell real estate or have an opportunity to refer business. B is somebody I would put in that range of, maybe they don't know me as well. Maybe they are a super high producer, but I just don't know them. Like I'd put them in there. And C is those ones that I would say, probably the ones that don't know you at all, right? And, and maybe won't even call you back, won't text you. I would start to have a strategy, very similar to what I did in social media of when I started to go into a new market. This will help anyone because if you're new, I was going into states and cities I'd never been in. Well, what did I do? I went and pulled up the top list, which we can all get access to. Who's selling the most real estate? I love teams because again, I'm a team person. And I would find out who was selling the most. Yeah. And then you need to strategically, I would comment on their Facebook posts. I would stalk them on Instagram. If they were on TikTok, if they were on Twitter, I would call them. I would text them. I would find out what they like and I could maybe drop a book with them. I would start to do strategic prospecting. I wouldn't just call and go, hey, do you want to go good at lunch? I'm not doing right. any of that stuff. <laughs> right. I'm adding value. Yeah. And sometimes, guys, I was adding value in markets for 90 days. Yeah. Many yeah. of you probably think, man, I can't even commit to this for three days, Brian. <laughs> Start today. If right. you if you right. adopt the mindset of win the day, how many calls and touches do you need every day? And yeah. I'll just submit to you, you need to find what works for you, but you need to commit to a system at the end of the day. If you said you're going to make five calls, 15 calls, to face-to-face, -face, whatever your end-of-the-day success metric is, you need to commit to that, and you need to make sure you accomplish that every day. That's how you win your day, yeah. and you stack enough days over time. You win the week. But that's the where I would start. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. We don't it, need to overcomplicate it, right? Along the way, yes, I would be reading underwriting guidelines. Yes, I would be learning marketing. Right. I would be learning all these things. Let's be real. You said it earlier. If you worked three hours a day, and you prospected, an hour of the three truly prospected, what would you be seeing on the other side? Yeah. And then you spend a time, an hour learning guidelines, an hour learning marketing. Like, let's, let's not make this really difficult. Be very yeah, strategic. I do think it's so, I do think everyone makes it more complicated. Yeah. You know, for me, that's, that's all, I don't call that uh, prospecting. I call it client acquisition. Okay. So for me, it's about client acquisition. Our job is to uh, acquire clients, not wait for others to give clients to us to acquire our own clients. There's nothing written in a rule book for loan officers or realtors that says that loan officers need to sit back and wait for the realtor to send us the business when the realtor is not doing as much business as we're doing anyway. So why are we waiting for the person who has even less volume than we do, right, to come in? And so client acquisition is key. We do client acquisition and then we can do whatever we want the rest of the day. Right. If you want to go play, you go play. If you want to go meet more people, you meet. If you want to go present, you present. If you want to nurture your community of your, I, I call my database my community, just a mindset of okay. my community, right? So that my alumni clients will come back. They're not my past clients. Past is most people think P A S T. I think of it as P A S S E D because we go to closings and we close the casket on the relationship so often. 
And so I want alumni clients. I want them coming back. I want them always engaged with me. Right. And so it's about client acquisition. I love, I love that you said, um, you know, about, about making, uh, you know, doing those prospecting calls and, and making the sales and, you know, learning so much about, uh, you know, the other people. And I think that that's really key for, for people is that um, we just, I think I say we as an industry, I speak in those terms because I'm a team player too. So everything's we for me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think that we just uh, right now are sitting on our laurels. We've never had to be out selling the way that we've had to sell in the last 20 years. And, and it's a new, it's a new game. And uh, that's the title of, of one of my, uh, my uh, presentations I'm making next week is it's a new game. And we have to get in that game. It's not the old game. The old game's not going to get you there. It's over. It's done. The lights have been turned off. It's now time to do something completely different. Um, so I, I love that you said, um, so let's recap this just a little bit. So you're saying, um, so the first thing that you would do is some social media, you get, you get very clear, you'd be strategic in your approach, right? Um, I call mine the pot, the, I call it PIP, the partner impression program. And that's what we do is we spent, we have a hundred days of doing things, not every single day, but a hundred days of doing things to show the, that we're put our money where our mouth is right. hundred days of doing that. So, um, you know, understand that you got to sow or reap, right? We have to plant and then we have to sow and we have to reap. That's how we reap the benefits. We can't just get benefits. So that's number one. Number two, expansion, right? Of your, of your brand, of your exposure, influence, right? What else do you want us to talk about? So help me, help me with, I think I'm missing a third aspect of here that you said. So we're prospecting, we're going on social media and expanding our brand. What else are we doing? Yeah, if, if I was doing this today, what I would be upskilling is in some areas. I, I think training is something you do every day. And so mm -hmm. by hiring a coach, going to masterminds, going to these events, I do think that's how you upskill. Like when people ask you about the market or they're wanting to know that you are the expert, part yeah. of you becoming the expert is I think about pros show up and train. Pros go to events to learn and they review the footage, right? They review yeah. the tape and all that's there. So you need to become that person. And that also incorporates what podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What training are you doing inside and outside of the industry? Because you can't become that person unless you become that person, right? Yeah. So that's what I would, I would wrap that in. That includes your mindset and your skill set is the yeah. way I like to frame that is you need, you need both pros. Like I've yet to meet a pro that didn't have a great skill set and a great mindset. It's you can both. always be improving those. Yeah. Yep. Well, mindset plus mechanics equals momentum. It's all the same. Yeah, I, heard, I love that thing. We're saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, what do you want to leave people with? So now, um, and I said, I was going to, you know, talk to you about the person who's doing, you know, 50 million, a hundred million. What, what are, look, before we leave, what are, what are some of the things they could be doing that's different and unique? What could, what could they do to elevate? Right. And that's what we really want to do is just elevate. Well, I love these because this is where you've already proven yourself to a certain degree. And all of us in our career have hit that, that ceiling of like, mm -hmm. I mean, I got to this point, like that was my goal. Yeah. I got to this point and now I don't know what to do. Yeah. One, I would tell you, and this seems hokey to some people, but unless you can envision yourself, it's almost like owning a beach house, owning a lake house, owning whatever it is, unless you can envision yourself being the hundred million dollar producer, the $200 million producer, whatever, you have to see yourself becoming that person. Yeah. Then I would say step two is let's get clear on what you're great at, right? If you're great at bringing in the business, like I spent time with someone this week 
and they're wanting to scale these type of numbers, we got very clear on what are you great at? What are you doing? What could you delegate? How do you scale your team? Because look, what got you there is not what's going to get you to the next level. Oh, it's just not. Yeah. Bingo. Any great CEO will tell you as the business has evolved, they fire themselves and replace themselves, meaning they didn't replace the CEO, but they said, hey, I was doing this task and this function. Who can I hire? And I use a formula. It's your hourly rate. It's really mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. Take what you earned last year. You can take 50 weeks a year. You can do 40 hours a week, right? So 2,000 hours, divide what you made by 2,000. If you know your hourly rate, I started to outsource things to even places like Fiverr, or I would hire a graphic designer, or I would hire someone as an assistant. Who do you need to hire on your team to scale? Because if you're making two, three, four, $500 an hour, right. why would you not pay someone $30 an hour to do a task? Yeah. That's yeah. And it's, it's letting go. It's letting go. Yeah. You know, um, so one of the things I talk about, this will probably be new to you, uh, is, you know, people talk about don't work in your business work. On your business. I don't like that at all. I say stop working in and on your business and let's start working above and beyond. Love that. And that is what I speak about for my scaling, right? <laughs> is, yep, you're working in it. Let's get you to working on it. But our goal is to get you above and beyond it. Go buy another, go have another industry. Go have another stream of income. Still be there, right. but just watch it from above and beyond and be able to have these multiple streams of income that are coming in and go play if that's what you want to play. If, if, if beyond is sitting at a beach, that's fine. And tapping back in when you need to, that's fine. Um, yeah, so I think that's really good. Uh, really honing in on that greatness, you know, the, your genius zone, what is it that you, you know, you've built this system, you've built this team, you've built your business as a whole, maybe you're fantastic at presenting. So go do more of that and let someone else do the follow through from that. I love, I love that you're saying that, um, you know, we've, we, it's, it's like beating a dead horse when we've talked about your hourly rate and not doing, you know, it's time to delegate when it's below your right. And, and one of the things, um, you know, I think that, that, uh, because we're talking about this, people need to hear too, is, is what, uh, you know, we don't have infinite energy. So if you, you can work 80 hours a week for a while, for a while, um, but we don't have infinite energy, but you know, time is infinite. And if you have one person on your team working 40 hours a week, you just got 40 hours of time of, and productivity. So go figure out what's good for you, you know? Um, so I think, I think those are great, um, great things. So again, for those that are doing really well, so if you're not, if you're in the thriving piece and you want to go even higher, Brian's saying, you know, be a pro, be realize or envision you being that person, you know, act like it, dress like it work like it, like you are that person, you know, see yourself as that person and really identify what you're really super great at and then determine what your hourly rate was last year and uh, delegate those, those activities below that. I think that's huge. That is huge. Yeah, Brian, what do you, and, yeah, go ahead. I want you to. <laughs> well, and this is where people relate. And, and a lot of people, this, this whole hustle culture, like you hit on this, this is near and dear to my heart. What I share with people as a professional athlete and somebody that studies the psychology and how this works, think about any great athlete. They have a season in which they hustle mm -hmm. for typically four to six months. Mm -hmm. There is a down season. But they actually slow down. And then there's a training season. They're prepping their body for what they're going to do. 
you need to think of your year and your seasons that way. When I shifted to that mindset, it was like, well, that's what we did in professional athletics. Why wouldn't I do that in my business? Yeah. There are going to be seasons and days and weeks that you are hustling, putting in 80 hours. It's just what it is. And then there's going to be times you're like, I can do this this week. I'm going to take time with my family. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to do that. And so you nailed it. You can't be one or both. And it's, it, you can't program this thing in like you think you're just going to put it in the matrix and it's going to spit it out. <laughs> think of yourself as a pro athlete and how do they recover? How do they show up in the intensity at which they show up in a game? Are you showing up that way in your business every day? For most of us, we're not. Yeah, no, we're, we're uh, saying, gosh, you know, I, I hope the coach doesn't call me in. <laughs> that's that waiting game. They're sitting on the sidelines, right? Yep. That's actually, it's not even just not showing up properly. It's like, gosh, I hope I don't get called in because I just, I'm comfy here. I'm comfy right. sitting and watching the game, right? I love it. I love it. We're speaking the same language. I love it. Brian, you're fantastic, by the way. I absolutely love talking to you because it just speaks my language. What do you want to leave everyone with? Is it a quote? Is it a mantra? What do you want to tell everybody to do? Is it a book you want everybody to just go out right now and get? Let's give them some actionable pieces to, to take away from today. So I'll share with you this. This has been near and dear to my heart today. And it's somebody that has been through last year. My one word was resiliency. Mm -hmm. uh, last year was hard on all of us. Mm -hmm. And no matter if you hit your numbers, didn't hit your numbers. Like, I really don't care about that part today. The message I would want you to know is like that you are worthy, that you are valued in the way that you think about and view yourself really will then become a byproduct of how others view you. And that matters because then that's how you're going to show up every day. And so what I would challenge you with is a powerful exercise that I use. I learned it in sports and it's the power of visualization. And I would just challenge you today to take five minutes, close your eyes, get away from everyone and everything and think about where you want to be. What would you be doing? What kind of success would you have? Who would you be around? What would your days look like? Would you be fit? You'd probably be fit. You wouldn't be overweight and unhappy. None of us visualize ourselves that way. And when you get done with that exercise, the second part is to take five minutes and just journal and write. And for many of you, this will be very new. It's going to be weird. It's going to, you're going to think just strange. Yeah. Right. I have done this over and over and created massive breakthroughs. And I'm literally asking you for 10 minutes of your life to take five minutes to close your eyes and think about and visualize happiness, success. What does it look like? Where are you? What are the things you're doing? Who are you with? What would your perfect day and world look like? When you get done with that, write it out. Because once it's up here and you can see it, now we need to write it out. From that will flow activities, actions, intentions. And, and you'll really be convicted about, well, that is possible. Until you believe it's possible, you're just going to get the same of what you've gotten before. And so we need to break into that subconscious and really create a new reality for ourselves. It's early enough in 2023 that we can all do that and we can recreate what we really want. Why wait, man? Like, I know I got three kids. For those of you listening, if you're a parent, they deserve the best of me and I'm going to show up that way. So I'm choosing to show up in 2023 as a winner, as a pro. And I would just invite you on the journey because we're in it together. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think your energy changes. You manifest good things. All of a sudden, things can start coming your way. What is your word this year, Brian? That fiercely focused. Fiercely focused. Love it. Love it. This is something yep, I, I have. Narrowed is, and I will. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, 
And I would say the second part to it is what I have learned very quickly in one week, which is interesting what you'll learn, is I need to delegate, delete, and say no to a lot more than I thought I did. I thought I needed to say no to more. Many times we think we need to say yes to more. My journey, I can already tell as I'm going to grow and learn, I'm going to be saying no to things so I can say yes to the priorities and things that matter. So I'm yeah. clear on it. Yeah. And I think that's, that goes with people too, right? Um, you know, I'm an advocate of working with people that compliment and not complicate. And so yes. we have to, you know, we have to do that with some people as well. So, um, so this, is, my word this year is intention, right? And so this is what's in front of me all the time. Intention is everything. So it's similar to fierce focus, right? Intention is everything. We have to intentionally, you know, say yes to the things that we want to do and no to others. So I, I love that. I love that intention. So I encourage you all, you know, listen to what Brian's saying, take 10 minutes. We just finished this podcast as we finish this up. And I know you may be driving, you can't close your eyes and be visual. <laughs> so please don't do it while you're driving. Um, but And don't do it while you're driving, because this is really a strategy that you need to sit on a porch, sit on the sofa, sit on the floor, lay on the floor, you know, be completely quiet and visualize, and then take a few minutes to journal. And if you're not a journal person, then bullet it. Just bullet it. That's fine too. If you're not that kind of a person, then speak it into your phone as a voice message for you to listen to yourself later on. Um, I encourage you to do that. And then by all means, find that word that that describes what you're going to accomplish this year, because that's exactly what Brian is doing. And that's why he's so successful. And that's why um, you're going to be successful in what I call the soaring 20s. <laughs> I've been calling it for that way that for three years okay. now. So I mean, this is, this is the soaring twenties. This is a perfect opportunity. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure. How is, how can people reach out to you? What is the best way to follow you and reach out to you? It's a perfect time. And we just revamped my website. So you can go to www.briancovey.com. We just updated a cool stuff on there. The book's there. My podcast is there. I do share some free resources. You can download a free copy and chapter of my book. So you can have that. That was with David Meltzer. And then if you want to learn more about, obviously, Revolution Mortgage, I've got something on there. But that site's now all inclusive. And drop me a note. Let me know if something resonated or stuck out to you if you have questions. I, um, like, like Jen, I can tell you have the same energy. I would love to be able to help the people that, that they are where I was or you can relate to a struggle that I shared. And if I can help you in some way, every massive breakthrough came from somebody in my life really encouraging me and pushing me to take action in my own life. I had to take ownership and do it, but there was always that person that came along that was that inspiration. So hopefully we can be those people for you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, again, thank you so much, Brian, for being with me today. It's an absolute pleasure. I hope that we have many, many more conversations in the years to come now that we have connected. Um, and I, I imagine that's exactly what's going to happen because we're both connectors. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. We'll probably pop our reticular activators are going, we'll probably pop up it a lot around each other now. It's a pretty right. interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, so again, thank you so much for being here with us today. And for those of you that have listened, thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us and go take the action we've talked about and that Brian has uh, just so eloquently shared and simplified 
for you to make a difference in your life. Pay this forward. Listen to this podcast with your real estate partners and then talk about it. See how you can help them grow as well. And last but not least, if you haven't subscribed, click on the subscribe button and take a few seconds to just scroll down on your phone and give us a great five-star rating and write something beautiful in there about what you heard from Brian today so that we can give him that feedback as well. So until next time, Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.